Hallelujah, the Lord is risen. Amen. Please be seated. Friends, I am so glad that you are here today to celebrate the holiest day of the Christian year. The day Mary Magdalene, Peter, the beloved disciple and, a disciple and others went to Jesus' tomb early in the morning and found it empty, for Jesus had risen from the dead. John tells us that it was Mary who saw the risen Jesus first. Although her tears prevented her from recognizing him, her vision cleared, and she was able to be the first apostle who to proclaim the risen Christ that awakened hope and faith in the Jesus movement. The Gospels further tell us that there were many other times and places where Jesus appeared to the disciples. Resurrection is at the heart of our faith. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 2, if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. Doubters of every age have trouble with the resurrection. They ask, do you want us to believe that a dead man walked out of his grave? And friends, that's fine. And contrary to what you might believe, the Bible seems comfortable with the idea of doubt. In fact, some of the heroes of our faith were doubters. Many of Jesus' own disciples were doubters. When they first heard the news of Jesus' resurrection, they doubted. They wondered. And truthfully, early in my life, I would have been counted among them. I remember as a young man trying to figure it all out in my mind. How did it happen? What were the mechanics? What was the chemistry involved? Matthew 28, verse 11, or verse 28 uh, says, the 11 disciples were gathered on a mountain. And as he was giving them the great commission, as he was right in front of them, resurrected in body, the scripture says he was rising up, gave them the great commission, and some still doubted, even when they saw him. Doubt is a part of our human condition. So if you are here this moment, this morning, with doubt in your mind, be rest assured that you don't have to leave your mind at the door of this church. But still, be a part of this community and be open to the possibility of a miracle. That's what those doubters did. Even though they doubted, they remained in the community. And eventually, something happened. You see, the opposite of faith is not doubt, my friends. It's fear. This is why I first believed in the resurrection, because it is something that happened to those small group of frightened disciples. 
those frightened disciples were transformed and they became a team of evangelists who spread the news of the resurrection all over the world. Perhaps today the mechanics of what happened on Easter day is not important. Why it happened and what does it mean might be the question for us. The why I'm speaking about is the why of Jesus. Who was he? The answer depends on the gospel accounts and somewhat vary at this point. The gospel of John says he was the word of God. The word that Jewish people believed helped create the universe. Matthew and Luke says that he was the chosen man of God from the line of King David of Israel, the anointed one that would bring the world into a relationship with God. And that wouldn't be far from the gospelist Mark, who might argue that Jesus was the man anointed by God, filled with the power of God, a man who announces the coming of the kingdom of God, helping us to find a new relationship with the creator of all that is. All of this points us to the understanding that Jesus was God's attempt at reconciliation with humanity, with us. And on Easter Sunday, the good news is that God brings about reconciliation through sacrificial love. Jesus shows us that this is the way of God. And it is the key to a better world and sometimes a way even out of hell on earth. A parishioner came to my office one day and she said, Sunil, life is hell. Nothing ever works out the way it should. I'm always in pain. I'm estranged from my family. It, life is never easy for me. My life is hell. Yes, you and I know that life can be hell. You and I know that sometimes life is full of clawing and fighting, survival of the fittest. We can look out at our world and we see so many divisions, so much pain, so much hate. We look at the news and it's always full of challenges whether it's the COVID crisis, the Ukrainian crisis, or another shooting or road rage incident, we can say that life can be hell. And yes, we have experienced the meanness of people, haven't we? Perhaps we are, have ourselves been mean to people, unkind. And yes, I speak, this priest, speaks from experience, personal experience, for I too can be mean and snarky to the people, even the people that I care for deeply. This morning, when I was uh, doing my prayers, I prayed with an icon, a Russian icon, of the harrowing of hell. The icon gave me some insight this morning. It shows Jesus in white and gold to symbolize his divine majesty, standing on the gates of hell, gates that are broken and have fallen in the form of a cross. 
showing the understanding that by his death on the cross, Jesus has trampled down death from death. And this powerful Jesus is contrary to the image of the vulnerable Jesus on the cross that was crucified. This powerful Jesus, he's holding on to two people, Adam and Eve, and he's pulling them out of Hades. It's interesting, though, to notice how he's pulling Adam and Eve out. Eve out. He's not holding their hands. They're not in any way participating in the movement out of hell. No, he's holding them on their wrists, as if to say that mankind could not pull themselves out of hell, but that it would come only by the work or energy of God. Easter tells us that there is a way out of hell, not just after we die, but in the here and the now. There's a story of a man who died, and he's on an elevator with St. Peter. This is an allegory, of course. <laughs> and St. Peter presses a button to let this man out into a beautiful room filled with a, a, a wonderful table setting, a rich banquet filled with beautiful and delicious foods. And and the people there are sitting at this wonderful dining room table and they're impeccably dressed. But there's one problem. Their hands, their limbs, they're too long. The people could reach the food with their forks and knives, but they couldn't bring the food to their mouths. They couldn't eat the delicious food. So what did they do? They became frustrated and angry. They became mean and unkind. The man ran back into the elevator and said, Peter, get me to another floor, please, because that's hell. So Peter nodded, and he took him to another floor. But this time, when they came to this floor, the room looked exactly the same. The same with the the most delicious food arrayed with people impeccably dressed. And they too had incredibly long limbs. But there was a difference. This time the people were joyful and happy. This time they were using their long limbs to not just feed themselves, but they fed each other. That made all the difference. Friends, on this Easter morning, we Christians celebrate the resurrection of Jesus because he showed us how much God loves us and wants to be reconciled to us. He showed us that we can find heaven on earth. We can find joy even in the midst of our struggles. He showed us that the way out of hell was through sacrifice, love, kindness, forgiveness, and faith. I invite you this morning to follow this way and watch out 
for a resurrection miracle to happen in your life. Amen.